Good morning, kids. It's about 9.30 in the morning. I, I was supposed to be in court today, but the matter got continued like four months. So uh, I'm, uh, I took the morning, kind of the morning off to drive out to the point and just look at the water and maybe, uh, not maybe, but and finish Nehemiah. I'm excited to see what is going to happen. <sighs> I'm tired. Um, yeah. What, what can I say? What are you guys doing? We uh, see what's been going on. Um, so we already talked about Thanksgiving. Uh, we were supposed to go to a birthday kid's birthday party this weekend, but it got canceled because it's going to rain. So it's so funny. I mean, we the, the kid who's is one of your cousins, and we love them. And but you know, whatever, whatever um, plans are canceled, uh, we um, <laughs> me and your mom. I was reading the text, and I told your mom about it while she was doing Bible study. And we looked at each other, and we had this creepy grin just melt across our face, just like oh, just one last thing we have to do. <laughs> Because it's a chore driving places. You know, it's a 90-minute drive, which is actually pretty easy. But just the uh, the idea that we don't have to do that is phenomenal. It's phenomenal to, to us. So, so let's see. We're um, in Nehemiah 10 today. I'm just going to go straight to it because I'm already parked. I was listening to a podcast um, about uh, a church that kind of rose and fell, and I don't really particularly like what people were saying about it, and so I was listening to that podcast, and I thought, no, we're going to finish Nehemiah. All right. Here we go. Right into it. <sighs> Nehemiah 10, uh, chapter 10. On the seals are the names of Nehemiah, the governor, the son of Hakaliah, Zedekiah, Zariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Peshur, Amariah, Melchijah, Hattush, Shebaniah, Malak, not, not Moloch, but Malak, Haram, Miramoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Jinnathan, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Mijamin, Messiah, Bilgai, Shemaiah. These are the priests and the Levites, Jeshua, the son of Azaniah, Benui, the sons of Henadad, Cadmiel, and their brothers Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kelata, Peleah, Hanan, excuse me, Micah, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, Beninu, the chiefs of the people, Parash, Pathaha, Pehath, Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, or Bani, 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 Azged, Babai, Adonijah, Bigvai, Adin, Adar, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashem, Bazai, Heraph, Anathoth, Nabai, Magpiesh, Meshulam, Hezer, Meshazabel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Aniah, Hoshea, Hananiah, Hashab, Halahash, Pilha, Shobek, Rehum, Hashabna, Meshiah, Ahiah, Hanan, Anan, Malak, Haram, Banaf. 
The rest of the people, the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, the temple servants, and all who have separated themselves from the peoples of the land of the law of God, their wives, their sons, their daughters, all who have knowledge and understanding, join with their brothers, their nobles, and enter into a curse and an oath to walk in God's law that was given by Moses, the servant of God, and to observe and do all the commandments of the Lord our God and his rules and his statutes. We will not give our daughters to the peoples of the land or take their daughters for our sons. And if the peoples of the land bring in goods or any grain on the Sabbath day to sell, we will not buy from them <laughs> on the Sabbath or on a holy day. And we will forgo the crops of the seventh year and the exact and the exact exaction of every debt. We also take on ourselves the obligation to give yearly a third part of a shekel for the service of the house of our God. For the showbread, the regular grain offering, the regular burnt offering, the Sabbaths, the new moons, the appointed feasts, the holy things, and the sin offerings, to make atonement for Israel and for all the work of the house of our God. We, the priests, the Levites, and the people, have likewise cast lots for the wood offerings uh, to bring it into the house of God, according to our fathers' houses at times appointed, year by year to burn on the altar of the Lord of our God, as it is written in the law. We obligate ourselves to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all the fruit of every tree year by year to the house of the Lord. Also to bring to the house of our God, to the priests who minister in the house of our God, the firstborn of our sons and our cattle, as it is written in the law, and the firstborn of our herds and of our flocks, and to bring the first of our dough and our contributions. Uh, the fruit of every tree, the wine and the oil, to the priests, to the chamber of the house of our God, and to bring to the Levites the tithes from our ground. For it is the Levites who collect the tithes in all our towns where we labor. And the priests, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites receive the tithes. And the Levites shall bring up the tithe of the tithes of the house of our God to the chambers of the storehouse. For the people of Israel and the sons of Levi shall bring the contribution of grain, wine, and oil to the chambers where the vessels of the sanctuary are, as well as the priests who minister and the gatekeepers and the singers. We will not neglect the house of our God. Chapter 10, let's see. I'm going to take a drink of soda I've got. Chapter 11. Now the leaders of the people lived in Jerusalem, and the rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of ten to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while nine out of the ten remained in the other towns. And the people blessed all the men who willingly offered to live in Jerusalem. These are the... Oh, i got to blow my nose. Hang on a second, guys. I've got to pause it. Sorry about that. Just so loud. Ah. I'm going to restart chapter 11. Oh, wait. No. Where am I? No, here we are, verse 3. These are the chiefs of the province who lived in Jerusalem, but in the towns of Judah everyone lived on his property in their towns. Israel, the priests of the Levites, the temple servants, and the descendants of Solomon's servants. And in Jerusalem lived certain of the sons of Judah and the sons of Benjamin. Of the sons of Judah, Atiah, the son of Uzziah, son of Zechariah, son of Amariah, son of Shephatiah, son of Mahalalel, of the sons of Perez. And Messiah, the son of Baruch, son of Kolhazah, son of Haziah, son of Adiah, son of Joriab, son of Zechariah, son of uh, the Shilonite, all the sons of Perez, 
who lived in Jerusalem were 468 valiant men. And these are the sons of Benjamin, Salu, the son of Meshalim, son of Joed, son of Padiah, son of Koliah, son of Messiah, son of Ithiel, son of Jeshiah, and, the son, and his brothers, men of valor, 928. Joel, the son of Zikri, was the overseer, and Judah, the son of Hasanuah, was second over the city. Of the priests, Jediah, the son of Jorab, Jachin, Sariah, the son of Hilkiah, son of Meshalim, son of Zadok, son of Marioth, son of Ahitab, the ruler of the house of God, and their brothers who did the work in the house of 822. And Adiah, the son of Jeroham, son of Peliah, son of Amzi, son of Zechariah, son of Pashur, son of Malkijah, and his brothers, heads of fathers' houses, 242. And Amasai, the son of Azrael, son of Azai, son of Meshlamoth, son of Immer, and their brothers, mighty men of valor, 128. Their overseer was Zabdiel, the son of Hagadalim, and of the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Hashab, son of Azrakum, son of Hashabiah, son of Buni, and Shabbatai, and Josabad, and the chiefs of the priests, or excuse me, the chiefs of the Levites, who were all over the outside work of the house of God, and Mataniah, the son of Micah, son of Zabdi, son of Asaph, who was the leader of the, of the praise, who gave thanks, and Bakbukiah, uh, the second among his brothers, and Abda, the son of Shamua, son of Galal, son of Jeduthun, all the Levites in the holy city were 284. The gatekeepers, Akbuk, Akab, Talman, and their brothers, who kept watch at the gates, were 172, and the rest of Israel, and of the priests and the Levites, were in all the towns of Judah, every one in his inheritance. But the temple servants lived in Ophel, and Ziha, and Gishpah were over the temple servants. The overseer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, the son of Bani, or Bani, son of Hashabiah, son of Mataniah, son of Micah, and the sons of Asaph, the singers, over the work of the house of God, for there was a command among the king concerning them, and a fixed provision for the singers, as every day required, and Pethahiah, the son of Meshzabel, the sons of Zerah, the son of Judah, was at the king's side in all matters concerning the people. As for the villages with their fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba and its villages, and in Dibon and its villages, and in Jechabzeel and its villages, and in Jeshua, and in Molada, and Beth Pelet, and Hazer Shul, and Beersheba and its villages, and in Ziklag, Mechana and its villages. In En Rimon, in Zora, in Jarmuth, Zenoah, Adullam, and their villages, Lachish and its fields, and Azekah and its villages. Uh, so they encamped from Beersheba to the valley of Hinnom, and the people of Benjamin also lived in Geba, onward to Michmash, Aijah, Bethel and its villages, Anathoth, Nob, Aniah, Hazor, Ramah, Gideon, Hadid, Hadid, Zeboim, Nebalot, Lod, and Ono, the Valley of Craftsmen, and certain divisions of the Levites and Judah were assigned to Benjamin. That is chapter 11. Let me just take a second. These are big names. Oh, it takes a little energy to read these names. I mean, reading words, I could almost... I could almost just go on... 
um, what's it called? Autopilot. But these names are so foreign to me. I really gotta, I really gotta concentrate. <sighs> I'm gonna pause it for a second. All right, sorry about that, kids. My middle sister called, and I just love being around her. And we we have a similar we have similar senses of humor, so it's we we're just talking about a bunch of stuff. Um, I really can't say what it was, cause you know I really can't, cause it'd be it'd be gossip. That's not right. Um, we're just there's I, I think there's a Yiddish word called just kind of complaining a little bit. Called, it's, it's called kvetching, and. Uh, we were doing. I, I rarely talk to her, but I, I, evidently the things I say makes her laugh really hard, and vice versa. So, <sighs> chapter twelve. Um, these are the priests and the Levites who came up with Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatil, and Jeshua, Sariah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Malak, Hattush, Shechaniah, Rehum, Miramoth, Edu, Ginnathoi, Abijah, Majamin, Madiah. Bilga, Shemaiah, Joriab, Jediah, Salo, Amok, Hilkiah, Jediah. These were the chief priests and the brothers in the days of Jeshua. And the Levites, Jeshua, Benui, Cadmiel, Sherbiah, Judah, and Mataniah, and who with his brothers was in charge of the songs of thanksgiving. And back Bukiah and Uni and their brothers stood opposite them in the service. And Jeshua was the father of Joachim, Joachim the father of Eliashib, Eliashib the father of Joida, and Joida the father of Jonathan, and Jonathan the father of Jedua. All these amazing names. And in the days of Joachim were the priests, heads of the father's houses, Sariah, Moriah, Jeremiah, Hananiah. I almost want to make a song out of these. Uh, Hananiah of Ezra, Meshulam of Amariah, Je Jehohanan of Melachi, Malukai, Jonathan of Shebaniah, Joseph of Harim, Adna of Marioth, Hokiah of Edu, Zechariah of Jenathan, Meshulam of Abijah, Zikri of Miniamin, and Moadiah, Kiltai, and Bilga, Shemua of Shemaiah, Jehonathan of Jorib, Metaniah of Jediah, Uzi of Saliah, Kalai of Amok, Eber of Hilkiah, Hashabiah of Jediah, Nethanel. Neth I almost want to like, tell you guys like where a hidden treasure is right now when I read through these, not genealogies, these are genealogies, these are lists of people at a certain time, but I, I almost want to say it's buried at these coordinates and just see whoever was the most, whichever child actually listened and didn't skip through here. Anyways, I'm not going to do that. Uh, in the days of Eliashib, Joida, Johanan, and Jadu, the Levites were recorded as the heads of the fathers' houses. So too were the priests in the reign of Darius the Persian. As for the sons of Levi, their heads of their fathers' houses were written in the book of the Chronicles until the days of Johanan, the son of Eliashib. And the chiefs of the Levites, Hashabiah, Sherebiah, and Jeshua, the son of Cadmiel, with their brothers who stood opposite them, to praise and to give thanks according to the commandment of David, the man of God, watch by watch, Mataniah, Bakbukiah, Elbadiah, Meshulam, Talman, 
and Akkub were gatekeepers standing guard at the storehouses of the gates. These were in the days of Joachim, the son of Jeshua, son of Josadak, and in the days of Nehemiah, Nehemiah <laughs> the governor, and of Ezra, the priest and scribe. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites in all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication with gladness, with thanksgiving, with singing, with cymbals, harps, and lyres. And the sons of the singers gathered together from the districts surrounding Jerusalem and from the villages of Netophathites, and also from Beth Gilgal, and from the region of Geba and Asmavath, for the singers had built for themselves villages around Jerusalem. And the priests and the Levites purified themselves, and they purified the people and the gates and the wall. Then I brought the leaders of Judah up onto the wall and appointed two great choirs that gave thanks. One went to the south of the wall, to the Dung Gate, and after them went Hoshiah and half the leaders of Judah, and Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, and Benjamin, Shemaiah, and Jeremiah. And turned to the priests the sons with trumpets, Zechariah, the son of Jonathan, the son of Shemaiah, son of Mataniah, son of Micaiah, son of Zachar, son of Asaph, and his relatives. Shemaiah, Azarel, Melilai, Gilalai, and Mai, Nethanel, Judah, and Hanani. With the musical instruments of David, the man of God, and Ezra, the scribe, went before them. At the fountain gate, they went up straight before them by the staircase, by the stairs of the city of David, and at the ascent of the wall above the house of David to the water gate on the east. The other choir of those who gave thanks went to the north, and I followed them with half the people on the wall above the tower of the ovens, to the broad wall and above the gate of Ephraim, and by the gate of Yeshana, and by the fish gate, and the tower of Hanel, and the tower of the hundred, to the sheep gate, and they came to a halt at the gate of the guard. So both choirs of those who gave thanks stood in the house of God, and I and half the officials with me, and the priests Elohim, Messiah, Miniamim, Micaiah, Elianoi, Zechariah, and Hananiah with trumpets, and Messiah, Shemaiah, Eliezer, Uzi, Jeho Jehohanan, Melchizedek, Elam, and Ezer. And the singers sang with Jezreah as their leader, and they offered great sacrifices that day and rejoiced. For God had made them rejoice with great joy, and women and children also rejoiced, and the joy of Jerusalem was heard far away. On that day, uh, on, yeah, on that day men were appointed over the storerooms, contributions, the first fruits and the tithes, to gather them the portions required by the law for the priests and for the Levites according to the fields of the towns. For Judah rejoiced over the priests and the Levites who ministered, and they performed the service of their God and the service of purification, as did the singers and the gatekeepers, according to the command of David and his son Solomon. For long ago, in the days of David and Asaph, there were directors and singers, and there were songs of praise and thanksgiving to God, and all Israel in the days of Zerubbabel and in the days of Nehemiah gave the daily portions for the singers and the gatekeepers, and they set apart that which was for the Levites. And the Levites set apart that which was for the sons of Aaron. Chapter 13. On that day they read from the book of Moses in the hearing of the people, and, it, and in it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever enter the assembly of God, for they did not meet the people of Israel with bread and water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them. Yet our God turned the curse into a blessing. As soon as the people heard the law, they separated from Israel all those of foreign descent. Now before this, Eliashib, the priest who was appointed over the chambers of the house of our God, and who was related to Tobiah, prepared for Tobiah a large chamber where they had previously put the grain offering, the frankincense, the vessels, and the tithes of the grain, wine, and oil. 
which were given by commandment to the Levites, the singers and gatekeepers, and the contributions for the priests. While this was taking place, I was not in Jerusalem, for in the thirty-second year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I went to the king. And after some time I asked to leave for the king and came to Jerusalem, and I then discovered the evil that Eliashib had done to, for Tobiah, preparing for him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. And I was very angry, and I threw all the household furniture of Tobiah out of the chamber. Then I gave orders, and they cleansed the chambers, and I brought back there the vessels of the house of God, and the grain offerings and the frankincense. I also found out that the portions of the Levites had not been given to them, so that the Levites and the singers who did the work had fled to eat had fled each to his field. So I confronted the officials and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I've gathered them together and set them in their stations. Then all Judah brought the tithe and the grain, wine, oil into the storehouses. And I appointed as treasures over the houses Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and Padiah the, of the Levites, and as their assistant Hanan the son of Zachar, son of Mataniah, for they were considered reliable, and their duties was, was to distribute to their brothers. Remember me, O my God, concerning this, and do not wipe out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for his service. In those days I saw in Judah people treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in heaps of grain and loading them on donkeys, and also wine, grapes, figs, and all kinds of loads, which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, and I warned them on the day when they sold food. Tyrians also, who lived in the city, brought in fish and all kinds of goods, goods, and sold them on the Sabbath to the people of Judah in Jerusalem itself. Then I confronted the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this evil thing that you are doing, profaning the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers act in this way, or did not our God bring all the disaster on us and on the city? Now you are bringing more wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. As soon as it began to grow dark at the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I commanded that the doors should be shut and gave orders that they should not be opened until after the Sabbath. Then I stationed some of my servants at the gates, that no load might be brought in on the Sabbath day. Then the merchants and the sellers of all kinds of wares lodged outside Jerusalem once or twice. But I warned them and said to them, Why do you lodge outside the wall? If you do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time on, they did not come on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites that they should purify themselves and come to the, and guard the gates to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember this also in my favor, O my God, and spare me according to the greatness of your steadfast love. In those days I also saw the Jews who had married women of Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab, and half their children spoke the language of Ashdod, and they could not speak the language of Judah, but only the language of each people. And I confronted them and cursed them and beat some of them and pulled out their hair. And I made them take an oath in the name of God, saying, You shall not give your daughters to their sons, or take their daughters for your sons or for yourselves. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin on account of such women? Among the many nations there was no king like him, and he was beloved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, foreign women made him, uh, made even him to sin. Uh, shall we then listen to you and do all this great evil and act treacherously against our God by marrying foreign women? And one of the sons of Jehoiada, the son of Eliashib, the high priest, was the son-in-law of Sanballat, the Honorite, the Hor Horonite. Therefore I chased him from me. Remember them, O oh my God, because they have desecrated the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and the Levites. Thus I cleansed them from everything foreign, and I established the duties of the priests and Levites, each in his work, and I provided for the wood offering at appointed times and first fruits. Remember me, O oh my God, for good. Okay. 
That is Nehemiah. We will not be reading Esther, for that is your mom's book to read. Next is Job. You know, um, a lot of people will need to read the Bible in context. If you don't read the Bible in t context, you're going to mi completely misunderstand everything. Sorry, I guess I got cut off there. If you don't read the Bible in context, you're not going to understand it, and you're going you're gonna to be given away to misinterpretation. And misinterpretation of the Bible leads to blasphemy and unbelief. And that's not the point of the Bible. In these days, it was vitally important for Israel to remain in each other. And what do I mean by that? They can intermarry other people. I mean, obviously not like close family members, but they would have to intermarry, I think, within their tribe. And the tribes aren't like 10 people. They're like probably tens of thousands. And uh, if you remember in Exodus and the, the chapters while they're wandering the desert, a lot of other countries would not allow the Israelites to even go into them. And they would curse them or they would fight them and God would tell Israel fight these people and destroy them like when, especially when Saul and David come on the scene God would say you need to wipe these people out but, and here's why it's not like God was just like saying oh I don't like these people I don't like those people well there are all these ancient false gods one of them was Moloch M-O-L-O-C-H false god Another one was referred to as Baal, B-A-A-L, Baal, or Baal. And another one was Asherah. So Moloch was, I believe, the god of... What is the god of, like... I know Baal was the god of child sacrifice. You, in order to be blessed, you must sacrifice your firstborn son to Baal. Moloch was the god of, I think... Of, I think of human sacrifice, at least then, I'm pretty sure. I have to look, I'm working from memory here. Asherah was the goddess of sex. All the, and, and in order to worship Asherah, you need to enter into some pretty depraved sex acts in groups of people. And after these acts happened, there'd be unwanted births. Or unwanted, uh, yeah, there'd be unwanted pregnancies which would end up in a child sacrifice these societies were just soaking in the most depraved sex acts ever and on top of that just horrendous ritualistic child murder so in a lot of ways Ending these cultures was really a saving grace for the rest of society. I know you may not see it that way. I mean, we're not... It's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but there's... I'm 
lost in that space. Sorry, I'm trying to concentrate. Alright, get out of here. Detour. Okay. So you're gonna hear so a lot of people will will say, Oh, I can't believe in God because he was just so he, he called for genocide. Yeah, that's true. He did call for genociding and, and genociding cultures that were rampant in child killing. I think that's pretty um, merciful if you ask me. Anyways, I'm ranting. Um, but when you look at Solomon, well, I mean, look at David. You know, by the time Israel asked for kings, they already had the Ten Commandments. There was always do not commit adultery. It's been there for hundreds of years. I think Moses was 500 years before Saul. I think it was 500. And so David was already com- committing some sins by having multiple wives. Okay? There's nothing in the Bible that says, yes, you could have multiple wives. I mean, Abraham did, and this is before Moses came down. But once God had put these Ten Commandments in place, it was vitally clear. I mean, it was stark. You can only have one wife. Well, so Solomon, who is in all his wisdom, had a thousand wives and even more concubines, girlfriends. And he erected Asherah poles. And the things Solomon did were disgusting. And and what caused him to do those things? His other wives from other countries, from other faith systems. Now you ask today, how does this translate today? I think it translates pretty clearly today. And I'll tell you this when you guys get older. By the time you're old enough to even listen to this podcast, I'll tell you. You guys are to date within your faith. Do not date a non-Christian. You are to not date. I mean, you really, I mean, I can't forbid it, but it is not a good idea. Our good friend, who's an atheist, and you know who I'm talking about, he lives close to us, he was dating a woman who is a very devout Catholic. Now she's an atheist because, oh, well, she, like, she, like, said, what's the point in fighting him? All the time. And it's sad, because they did not date equally yoke. They're nice people, they're wonderful people, but I think one of the most important things you need to need to ask someone you might be dating is what are your beliefs on God and Jesus and especially the entrepreneur I'm speaking especially directly to you my daughter so it's it's very important so it may it, this Nehemiah the, the ending part of Nehemiah might get completely misinterpreted but we're talking about Israelites survival Israel's survival intermarrying was a no-no. Now it's like not, I mean, I don't marry into any culture, that's fine. You know, I pray uh, my namesake marries into like like an Indian culture or Mexican culture because Indian's your favorite food and you speak Spanish. That being said, it comes with the, with the proviso that you marry someone in our faith. And it, you don't have to be on fire for the Lord, but you have to have these beliefs, and you guys together will build your faith up and raise children of your own, maybe, I don't know, no pressure, but 
so that's where that's kind of like where I stand on on interpreting that, and that's where the Bible stands. So the bottom line is, when we we read the Bible, read it in context. If you just read this out without knowing, you know, if you ever like read the last part of Nehemiah, if you just read it out not knowing it's from 2,500 years ago or 2,000, however long ago, um, you would read it and be like, "This is a travesty." the way they're treating all these foreigners marrying into Israel. But you read in the context of survival and God's curse on all these cultures who did some pretty deplorable acts, and then you realize, okay, uh, I think there's a very serious point that needs to be made here and uh, rules that need to be followed. And I'm sorry, kids, you're going you're gonna, to um, hear this a lot from me growing up because... It's, it's important. You know, I, I repeat things that are important, right? Like, lately, like, we have two kids in middle school, uh, a fourth grader and a first grader. And what do I tell you guys constantly about school? You need to always turn in your homework. You need to set and make good, good habits now. You know, so the things I repeat are important. They're important. I think about Fiddler on the Roof which is one of the single greatest movies. I mean, it's a play, but the movie is one of the best portrayals of having a good relationship with God, like a really close relationship with God. And this man, Riptavia, who's the main character, he has five daughters. Uh, you know, the oldest... Um, is the, the culture of the town they're living in, the culture of their faith, is that you don't fall in love. No, the fathers get together and make arranged marriages, and then that's your husband and wife. That you obey your parents, you marry them, and then you be fruitful and multiply. That was their culture. And the first daughter, Seidel, is in love with a tailor named Maltel. And she rejects the arranged marriage between an older butcher named Laser Wolf. And the father bends and says, okay, you know what? That's fine. You can marry a model. I mean, I'm really paring it down here. You guys have watched this multiple times over the years. And then the next one, the next daughter, again, falls in love with some guy. Um, what's his name? Anyways, he's, a, he, he's like a teacher, and he's like an intellect in a way. She falls in love with him, and he's just dirt poor. And the father bends a little bit more because it's important to marry your your daughters, especially off to someone rich. And Malta wasn't rich, and the what's her name? The, the next one's husband was rich, and so the father bends about that. He's like, okay, well you're in love again, so let's you know. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, like he bends and all that stuff. And, but then there's Hava, Havala, and she falls in love with a Catholic, and she's Jewish, and she asks, and instead of begging her father to be married to her husband like Seidel did, and instead of just getting engaged the way her, her old, second oldest sister did to another Jew, she marries a Catholic in secret. And this breaks the father. 
the whole musical is about tradition and keeping traditions and really the musical is about how far can a man go in his faith before he breaks and this is how far he could go you cannot marry outside the faith and he breaks and he and his his wife Golda comes to Reptavia while he's plowing a field and says hey she, she got married to this Catholic guy and I'm really paraphrasing it's a beautiful musical and Reptavia tells his wife go home raise our other daughters she's dead to us now so faith is extremely important guys and marrying someone in our faith is important and missionary dating which is where you date people outside the faith thinking oh I'll convert them is a recipe for disaster disaster okay But you know, don't get me wrong, you should have friends of other faiths just to talk about what do you believe? Oh, this is what I believe. And it would sharpen your faith. It would sharpen your keen sense of what you believe. And if it challenges your faith, great. Things should challenge your faith. You should not be completely, you know, just all in. I mean, if you're constantly thinking about faith, that's great. Truth, you know, finding truth is like the ultimate goal. And based on all my reading of other religious systems and faith and God, the only true faith that really makes sense is Christianity. So, anyway, I, I get more into that. We'll get more into that later. I'm gonna. I'm heading home right now. So I, instead of taking a shower, I just got clothes on. Brought the namesake to school while well, your grandma took the entrepreneur and your mom took the king and the spy. So I'm going to go shower. I have to meet, go, go out to lunch with some guy from my Bible study. Poor guy. He's all cooped up. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I love you. And, uh, I, you know, I pray, I really pray that this issue doesn't, I really hope this issue does not drive a wedge between me and you guys. I really don't. Because at the end of the day, I still love you all. No matter what your decisions are. And uh, choosing a choosing a spouse is the second biggest decision you'll ever make. The first being choosing to follow Jesus Christ. So with that being said, I love you all, and I'm proud of you, and I like you. I like you guys a lot, and uh, I hope I hope when you hear this, you're encouraged and not discouraged. And I hope you know that there's nothing that you could do that would get me to stop loving you or liking you. Okay, really, there's nothing. I am all in on you guys, and uh, if there's anything you need, you call me anytime, or call your mom. Call one of us. Call your siblings. You know? Tell them I said hi. Anyways, love you all. And in all you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. God bless.
Great. 